interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplays, comics, movies, all things nerdy. Uh, I'm Kay, and recording with me is Jesse. Yo. The sponsor of our hearts this week is the Near Raid Undies from the new Final Fantasy XIV raid. They give you a butt lift. Yeah, a beautiful you don't butt. Get, you don't get two B's panties. You just get two B's entire ass. Yeah. <laughs> just like Yoko Taro always wanted. I feel like people asked. Oh, there was a shit post from Reddit about like somebody asking for a butt slider and yeah. um, Final Fantasy fourteen wouldn't do it. And then Yoko Taro is like rolling up his sleeves. He's like, "Do I have to do everything myself?" <laughs> Truly, a man of the people. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta. It, it gives you a butt lift, and I, I, it's always gonna be funny to me. I, I love it so much. I never roll. And yes, anything. it works on the dudes. It also, yeah, it absolutely works on the dudes. Oh, I never roll anything high for a coffer. I always, I, I did. I have rolled below fifty every single time on the coffer, and I ran, I ran that near raid like six times last week. I just, uh, I got a, I got a, I got a piece of fending gear. Um, which was I got a piece of, my... I got the caster booty shorts. But still, the caster panties. <laughs> I need the rate. I need the two B gear. Yeah, I want. Man. I want the coffer. I think it'll be a cute dancer glam or something. Yeah, I want to use it for my red mage glam. But no, but no. Every time I roll for it, it's like ha, bitch. You thought. Oh, I also had a chance to roll for the pod because it dropped, and I didn't. Like roll fast I rolled. Enough. I rolled a one. <gasps> that shit hurty. <laughs> I got the nine S triple triad card though twice. Twice. <laughs> There's something I rolled a one in, and my friend Kevin wrote F in the chat. <laughs> F in the chat. I, I rolled a thirty-three a on the mythical shoe bo- shoe bill minion, so I lost it. But it, it exists. I saw it. I seen it. <laughs> it just always reminds me of uh, just it reminds me of that um, BuzzFeed Unsolved episode where they were talking about this woman who spontaneously combusted, and this they were trying to figure out how she died, um, and they got this letter from a man, and he just wrote a fireball went in through her window. I seen it. <laughs> I seen it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, that's the sponsor in our hearts. And so now we move into the pre-salt. Uh, I'm going to talk y'all's ears off about Evermore, because I went twice last week. But before I do that, let's get some smaller stuff out of the way. Um, patch 5.1 dropped. Yay! Yay! Um, it's, I finished the story quest this weekend. Um, it's pretty good. I have some questions, comments, and concerns. I got stuck on Astinian, and I can't figure can, out what I'm doing wrong. You can lower the difficulty. Yeah, but I'm just not doing the mechanics right, and I can't figure out... Okay, it, um, so I think the button that they map... Because I failed it once, too. Because um, yeah. I, I just got... I, I was like, I can do this, but I, I ran out of health. Um, the button that they map to R2 Circle restores your health a little bit. FYI. R2 circle. 
I don't know what it's called. It's not like a real dragoon attack, but I oh. think that one, if when you when you hit with that one, it restores a little bit of your health. So once I figured that out, it was a little bit easier to get through. But if you fail it, they do now allow you to drop the difficulty. So okay, if you really get watching... stuck and you get frustrated, you can just drop the difficulty. Well, I did <laughs> drop the difficulty, but I kept I I was running down his health, the enemy, and but I kept just dying before I could finish. And I was not standing in any AOEs or anything. It was just from the auto attack from the boss. And I'm just like, what? What is happening? Am I not? Yes, doing those two like right? in nearly invisible ads that come up too that you have to use the beastly roar on. Mm. Okay, I'll see. I'll try it again. I w- it was also balls o'clock in the morning. Yeah, when I did so that. you probably just like weren't mentally capable of handling. I was just it. like, what is going <laughs> you ever, on? You ever get to that point in the night where you're just like, this should be easy, but I'm so fucked up because I'm tired that I can't do it. Like. Yeah, I'm like, what is, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? How am I failing? Where, why can't I restore my health? What is going on? And I was just, like, so distraught. And I was like, you know what? This is a morning Jesse problem. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, that is the last one, though. So, okay. thankfully. Once you're done with that, it's over. Um, oh, but you should speak with Flamine after you're done with the MSQs, because there's a side quest that opens up that she starts, that uh, made me cry. So, <laughs> um, aside from that, so one thing that they did with patch 5.1 is that they added new housing uh, plots and wards to every housing zone. So, uh, and they also said they were upfront. They said it will only initially it will only be available to free companies and to players who already have land which wish to transfer to a new plot, but. And so all my friends were like, oh man. And then I'm like, no, listen. Listen. People are going to transfer to the new wards to get bigger houses. Which means the little plots are going to be available. And there's going to be a lot of them. And they were like, shit, you're right. So uh, when 5.1 dropped, I went to Shirogane and I looked at the housing like board to see. Because the ones that are available have a price tag on them instead of a name. Mm-hmm. And so I found one. That was 3 million gil. It was the cheapest one I saw on the board before I was like, yeah, whatever, that looks good. Um, went and found it. I was the only person at the placard because there were actually, like, there were a lot of plots available. Um, and people were probably, this was kind of a shitty plot. That's why it was so cheap, uh, comparatively. Mm. So um, I think a lot of people were kind of hoping for better ones. And so I just kind of camped out there and, you know, we ran the near raid and I did some quests and I went back and I slapped the button a couple more times asking to purchase it. And it's like, this plot is not available. It was like, fuck, I'm going to be here all fucking night. Because it can lock it for up to 22 hours, I think is what I read. So, like, you literally could be sitting there for an entire day. Um, And so I'm like, I logged off with you. I was like, I'm going to stay logged in, but, like, I'm going to go get ready for bed and, you know, come back and try it every now and again. And... It was like, it was past midnight, and I'm like, you know, a few. I'm, I was ready for bed, so I'm like, you know, a few more, and I'll just give up and try again, in, like in the morning before I go to work. And it, I would, you know, hit the button. It would be like, Bing, not ready for purchase. Bing, not ready for purchase. And then all of a sudden, it like froze for a second, and then it goes, Bwah, land acquired. And I was like, holy shit! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I went and bought my little housing voucher and I uh, 
built my tiny little house on my tiny it's it's just a small plot of course um and i took my screenshot in front of it with my character looking all cute i'd be housing savage and um now it's it's just like a small but now that i have a plot of land in 14 it would be easier for me to get something better say if ishgard housing opens up down the line um because yeah. then i can transfer to a medium plot or something and, and I, well, I don't have to worry about the timer because that was the problem is that like originally I would be sitting there waiting at the timer and then someone would just transfer their their house onto that land and they would be able to skip the timer and yeah. I would just lose out. So much like in real life, if you have land, it's easier to get new land. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I beat I beat FF14 Housing Savage finally after like a year and a half. Um, and with that... It's time for the deep dive into Evermore. Uh, there's a lot that I have to explain before I can talk about some of the stuff that I experienced. Um, lore escalated very quickly this year. And after Mythos, uh, when I went with like with Jesse, I got into a spoiler group on Facebook. So I kind of like keep apprised of the plot. Hang on, my computer is trying to update software, and I don't want it to do that right now. It's okay, like, excuse me, I'm fucking busy. <laughs> I'm fucking busy. Um, so, I keep up with the plot, even though I can't go every single night that it's open. Um, although I am hoping, I'm setting aside money, I'm hoping to go more often during Aurora. I'm still not gonna go every damn night, but, like, yeah. maybe every it's Saturday. You know, because it, it, yeah. they're advertising that it's only going to be open for a month. So if I go every Saturday, that's like four times. Um, but uh, <laughs> so I was following the plot and it was escalating pretty steadily. Um, these two characters named Ben. So Ben was Rooster's business partner. Um, was. He's dead now. Uh, well, not anymore. We'll get to that. Well, um, <laughs> well not anymore. We'll get to that. Um, so he was murdered. He dr- he drank something from a flask and just like keeled over. So he was poisoned. That um, and then that same, like the next day that it was open, they came back and not only was Ben a ghost, but also uh, another character named Lily was a ghost. Um, and she couldn't speak, but she indicated through gestures and such that she was, like, murdered. Um, they found out that she was strangled by somebody. Um, and But like I said, they, she couldn't speak, and she couldn't identify her murderer. Um, but people were kind of, like, trying to figure that out. And then all of a sudden on the spoiler group, somebody was like, okay, hear me out. And, like, posted all these clues, and he's like, and essentially, he was—he he had come to the conclusion that Maxwell Morgan from the acting troupe was the murderer. And everybody was like, no fucking way. And he's like, no, he's the murderer. He's a necromancer. He is in the possession of, like, Lily's necklace. Like, they're using these totems. Like, necromancers in the Evermore canon can use these totems to, like, gain power and drain life force. And everybody's like, fuck, he's been acting weird all season. Like... There was stories, that, like, somebody told a story about how they found him sleeping in the Fae King's, like, vines, and they're like, what are you doing there? And he's like, just taking a nap, and they're like, there? <laughs> and, like, um, and so they're like, okay, we have to get, like, apparently, like, the chief, the police inspector, Ozymandias, had been like, I'm cl- if you guys don't 
bring me solid evidence. I'm going to close the investigation to world walkers tonight. And so they, um, brought, he was, he confessed, was arrested. Um, but world walker slipped him a lockpick before he was arrested. Um, and so he got out and was stabbed by Dervil of the Blackhearts, who is Lily's brother. Um, and then shit went kind of nuts. Um, I remember reading at some point that the burrows and the tavern had been overrun by the like zombie creatures that they, I think they called them dark bloods. Um, and a lot of townsfolk were getting infected. And then all of a sudden everyone, everything went batshit crazy. And there were like three people left um, holding the line, fill up the mailman, tackle the woman in bitter apparently. Um, Cause he was infected as, as one does like the single most composed character in the park. Um, the like, and they kind of like pushed all the world walkers out about 20 minutes early and they said they essentially like they pushed everybody out, slammed the doors, and then like one of the people that was there said that they heard screaming, and then everything kind of went quiet. Um, and then after about ten minutes, they let everybody back in, and nobody was around except for Jasper, um, which is another one of the hunters. He was he was the one I talked about that just kept producing food out of his coat. He's like, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he almost died that night. Um, it was fucking wild. And, like, it was kind of funny seeing these posts progress where people were like, holy shit, what's happening? Like, I just saw Philip tackle a woman. This is crazy. And they're like, what's happening? What's going to happen to the town? Like, is is this the end? And then, so, like, all of a sudden I check it the next morning and there's one post that just says all of Evermore got vibe checked. <laughs> I'm like, we're, we're, we're reaching the coping phase. <laughs> um, so... All this happened. Uh, and I was like, God, what's going to happen when I go on Thursday? And then on Wednesday, they found a cure and saved everyone. And I was like, oh, that's tidy. I do kind of feel like sometimes they wrap up these plot points a little too fast. But yeah, what can you do, right? Um, so I showed up on Thursday. Lily was still a ghost, obviously. but And so was Ben. But they had their voices back. Um, I brought a group of friends one had been there once during Aurora and then three of them had never been there and didn't know what to expect. Um, and so tour guide K strikes again. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to like, so we walk up to Lily first cause she kind of stands out. Um, especially since she was like the first character we saw walking in. And so, um, I was like, Oh, hi. I am like trying to like ease my friends into it without just, dumping exposition on them. The one main thing I did was like, if you see somebody with that greenish medallion around their neck, that's like a staff member. And mm. that's how you can tell the difference between like a costumed guest and a staff member. Um, and so I walked up to her and I was like, Oh Lily, I'm so sorry. I heard about what happened. And she's like, what did you hear about? And I'm like, and again, I'm trying to like do this in a more subtle way than just, she's a ghost. So I'm like, yeah. you, I heard about your untimely death. Um, but man, hand it, I'm gonna, I gotta hand it to these actors. Like another character walked up and if I didn't know better, I would have honestly believed that he couldn't see her. Um, cause he, he's fucking professional and he acted his ass off and really made it seem like he couldn't see her. Um, but then like, 
but my friends were like, I like her. She's nice. Was she alive at one point? And I was like, yeah, she was murdered. And they're like, what? No. <laughs> I like her. She seems nice. Was she alive at one point? Yeah, she was murdered. What? <laughs> um, and my poor friend kind of joked that he was suffering from uh, chronic foot and mouth disease this night. Because I kind of explained the whole thing with Maxwell to them. And so Maxwell came up when I was talking to a character that I knew was his fiance, and uh, but I didn't bring that up to my friends. And so, you know, I was like, I heard about Maxwell, and she kind of looked sad. And then my friend was like, but it's a good thing that he's dead, right? And she, like, starts crying, and my friend's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> later on, later on, same friend, we're talking to Derville, and, um, my friend's like, oh, yeah, we saw her, um, saying goodbye to the dwarves, and he's like, why was she saying goodbye? And he's like, ah! And so I'm kind of like, it's like, she can't hang around forever, Derville. Uh, it actually ended up being, like, a really nice little character moment to him. So I, I told my friend that, I was like, don't feel bad, because we got some good, like, character interaction out of it. Um, but anyway, then it was time for the ritual. Uh, I kept hearing that they were going to try and, like, open the lore portal and then, like, forcibly close it and then also, like, excise it from the rotation. Because, like, the plot point they've noticed here is that there's kind of, like, a rotating schedule of portals that open. So they have the lore portal and then next will be the Aurora portal and then it'll be the Mythos portal and, you know. Um, So they're trying to remove the lore portal from the rotation so that this doesn't happen again. Um, And... They were like, join up with your guild. And I'm like, well, my guild's the Dragon Trainers, and they've been AWOL ever since that bullshit on no- on September 12th. And they're like, well, just stand with whoever you're comfortable with. And I'm like, cool. And I ended up with the Knights. Um, so I like Sir- the Knights, too. Yeah, the Knights... Uh, Sir Ron told me to help hold the line, so I was standing right at the front. And then all of a sudden, Jardani walks past, and I'm like, when did he get here? And another World Walker's like, uh, about 20 minutes ago, and I'm like, okay, I'm glad I didn't miss anything, because he's been gone the entire time. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was very excited to see him back, because, I mean, like I talked about, I really like that character. But then, of course, it crossed my mind, I was like, what if it's not Jardani? What if it's yeah. Dimitri? Um, so, but they call they called him Jardani, but I, mmm, mmm, X to doubt. Um, X to doubt. <laughs> X to but doubt. they had, like, a song that people could sing or if you weren't comfortable with that they also had like a word a magic word you could chant um and you, we just all sat there like screaming this and the bo- the bagpipes were going and, and the bagpipes the, were going Jardani, yes like uh, always the bagpipes uh, <laughs> and so like Jardani and a couple of like magical characters got up to the front of this it's like it's not a structure that we can actually enter but there's like a set of staircases that lead up to a circular platform with a like a roof over it. I don't know if you remember that structure. It's not yeah. one that, you, that like they allow world walkers to enter right now. Um, but they had their characters climbing all over it, and they had this really cool special effect with like a wire, so it looked like a spinning portal. Um, but um, everything went dark, and apparently it worked. But Jardani was gone, and so it's Hal, which is an elf that was infected. And like FYI, the cure doesn't work on elves for some reason. Um, so he was fucked. Uh, but he, like, Jordani apparently grabbed Hal and, like, dragged him through the lore portal, and so now they're stuck there, allegedly. Too convenient, don't think it's gonna stay that way, we'll find out. Um, but, 
that happens and it was quiet for a second and then all of a sudden Kyra yells kill the Fae King and I was like whoa hold on no don't kill the Fae King <laughs> yeah like it was kind of funny because there was this massive crowd at the base there were lots of people there because um, because that big thing was happening um, it's something that happens at Evermore and I'm sure lots of other places that do similar things people will see something happening will see a big crowd of people and they'll go join it um so as we were standing there, the longer we stood there, the more noise we were making, the more people joined in until almost everyone in the park was here. And there was kind of a, a divide where some people heard, kill the Fae King, and they're like, all right, and they just started walking. And a bunch of other people were like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. I was in the second yeah, camp for me. sure. Yeah, that's I'm in the... No, yeah, no, no, somebody, no. somebody next to me said that escalated very quickly. <laughs> like... Um, but, like, mob mentality had set in. A bunch of world walkers were heading over. People were yelling, like, no, stop them. Don't let them get to the Fae King. Um, essentially, eventually people got got it calmed down and backed them off from the Fae King. And, like, they were saying, like, we don't, like, the, the magical people, the witches and everything, they don't have enough energy to take this task on right now. We will come back and deal with him in an hour. So I'm like, mm. cool. Okay. We'll, we'll resolve that plot point later. Um, and sure enough, we came back later and um, we were kind of doing the same thing. And I'm like, okay, well, like, because I, I kind of remember what happened last year at Lore. I wasn't very close to the front, but I, like, I watched all this happening. And essentially, like, they excised the evil from the faking. This time, though, like, Everything was all all this chaos was happening, and then all the lights in the faking's face just kind of went out. And I'm like, oh no. Uh, and they have they introduced this new character named Mortimer this season, who is essentially the Grim Reaper. He has like a shepherd's crook, and if mm. you hear the and he'll reach up and bang on the bell three times, and that means that someone has died. Um, and he and he did that. It's super ominous. Um. <laughs> It's a very ominous noise, and so I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, this wasn't what I signed up for. Hold on. What about Kaderin? Um, yeah. And so, but there wasn't really much time to ask, because he did, like, Mortimer led a procession of the dead with all the ghosts and the dark bloods that were now free of, like, the fake king's influence, and were just kind of, like, passive. And we walked all the way around town and back to the ruins, and he gave a actually like a really nice heartfelt eulogy and like led them to a back door out of evermore mm-hmm. and um I, the person in front of me is like that was a really nice eulogy i'm going to use that in one of my D campaigns <laughs> 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 um but then after that i saw faldo so i went up to him and i'm like faldo and he looks at me and his eyes are all black and i'm like um Mm. Uh, <laughs> government noises and like i i'd heard about that like it, it came back to me after i saw him because somebody online was like i was speaking to faldo tonight his eyes were all black and when i asked him about it he said careful the trees are watching and i was like i don't like that um i don't like that either and he was like really weird when i was talking to him um, he was pretty collected the last time I spoke to him. This time he was really scatterbrained. He was rambling, um, kind of like flippant and sarcastic, which isn't really like him. I was like, what is wrong with you? And then at what I asked him, first of all, I got the important question out of the, out of the way. I was like, what does this have? Well, like, what does this mean for Kaderin? And he, through his rambling, incoherent 
nonsense explained that Kadirin's soul was not in the Fey King anymore when the Fey King died. He was inside his lantern. Um, and so now we just have to, like, if we can get the body back from the Fey King's branches, we could potentially fix that problem. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, so about your eyes... And I, sw- I swear to God, it's going to sound like I'm making this up, but he says, there are two wolves inside me. And I was like, Faldo. Faldo! <laughs> I swear to God. Faldo! <laughs> I, like, I gave him such a look, and he said, one is light and the other is darkness, and I've been feeding the darkness one a little bit more lately. And then he just kind of walked away. And I was like, I swear to God. Because, of course, all I could think of was, one is gay, the other is gay, you are gay. You're gay, like, yeah. And I'm sure <laughs> he did that on purpose. I'm sure, like... God. I'm so mad. I almost died. Like... <laughs> and then the last thing that happened that night, this was Halloween night, um, was that Rooster um, made a deal with Mortimer and Zodi. To sacrifice himself to bring Ben back from the dead. No, so now Rooster's dead? So now Rooster's dead. Ben is no! alive. And the minute Ben came back, he proposed to Ophelia. Because originally, um, he was supposed to marry her on the day that he was poisoned. So, but I was like, hold on. I have I have some concerns, but it all happened very quickly. Um, and, of course... I did post that this video from that night, but the dwarf sang Wonderwall, and it was it was incredible. You know that yeah. ancient dwarven ballad, Wonderwall. The ancient dwarven ballad of Wonderwall. Love it. God, um, I was unrelated. Sorry for a second, but I was it. reading a web comic, and a huge fight broke out at a battle of the bands, and there's just this guy standing on the stage with a guitar, and he's like, "Anyway, here's Wonderwall," and he got punched <laughs> in the face, and I. I, I lost it laughing so hard I was crying I wonder it was like it was about vampires if I can find it I feel bad mentioning that because it's not my joke but I just I was like that was the best use their entire comic is about musicians and vampires and that was the best use of the anyway here's Wonderwall meme I've ever seen in my entire that's really good yeah um so then I went the following night which was November 1st for the finale and by this point I was kind of like what's left because so much had happened um and so and somebody was like well i guess they're gonna focus on getting kadaren back and i'm like okay um i was surprised to see lily again when i first entered the park uh she wasn't alive she was still a ghost but she was there i was like didn't she like pass into the beyond with mortimer like what are you doing here and she said that she was searching for someone who couldn't remember her themselves and so i was like ah she needs Badger, because Badger was um, there, and I know that people had been talking about how he kind of forgotten about the whole Jakul of Aurora thing. So I'm like, mm-hmm. she means Badger, so I kind of like winked at her, and I was like, I think I know who you're talking about, and walked away. Uh, I was wrong. Oops. I will talk about that more later. <laughs> um, I ran into the mailman. I, I told Jesse this story before, but like, I do want to tell it on the podcast because it was kind of funny in the spoiler group somebody made a post they were like i went to evermore for my first time ever on saturday which was the night that evermore got vibe checked um and they're like and i don't really know what was happening and it was really really crazy and like all this stuff happened and i just kind of want to know is the mailman okay because i was like guarding him for like an hour or something and he seemed very nice and then at the end of the night he attacked somebody and i just want to see if the mailman is okay <laughs> and like 
but um, I saw the mailman in line getting himself some poutine at the concession stand. Um, he had some mushrooms on the side of his face, but he was, said he was feeling much better. So <laughs> he was feeling better enough to get poutine. Yeah, he was. He was hungry. He hadn't eaten since the, the chaos, I guess. So. <laughs> I just th- thought it was really funny to see him doing something so normal, like ordering poutine from a concession stand. But um, I started hearing, like, as soon as I got there, because I got there a little bit late both days, because um, it turns out making the trek from Salt Lake City to Pleasant Grove in rush hour traffic is kind of a hit-or-miss situation. Um, but I heard, started hearing about a Vines project, and so I went and found, like, the nearest character, which was Captain Dufresne of the Pirates, and I was like, what's going on with this vine project? And he's like, oh, we're going to, like, kill the remaining fake king's vines and hope that it'll bring back Kadaren's body and we can do all that stuff. And um, so we just need to join up with your guild. And I was like, well, I'm allied with the dragon trainers. And this is where that became a real pain in the ass. Um, yeah. Like I said, the dragon trainers have been AWOL for a month at this point. And more than that. And they didn't really know what to do with me. Um, the, Captain Dufresne specifically told me that I didn't have time to join another guild at the point time when I found him. So there wasn't any chance for me to ally myself with somebody else. And so he basically told me, like, come here at 7.30 and see if you can join up with another guild and, you know, just kind of fall in line with them. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. I was a little frustrated, like, obviously not at him. He didn't make that yeah. decision, but I was still kind of frustrated. It, like, I think, um, in I'm assuming the dragon trainers are going to be back for Aurora, and I feel like it yeah. might be kind of nice to use that to kind of like jump off from a role playing point. Where like, hey, are you guys going to disappear every single time there's even a minuscule threat? Because you're going to get a bad reputation, and maybe I should just go join up with the pirates if I'm going to end up with a bad reputation anyway. Like. <laughs> Because at least the pirates know how to party. <laughs> are the pirates a guild? The pirates are a guild now, as of lore. Um, oh, okay. And they're much more open, because they were kind of on the DL during Mythos, but they're much more open about being pirates. Um, they're trying to be like, we're good-natured pirates, because I heard Captain Dufresne giving his speech about how um, their ship is called the Last Shackle, because everybody uh, who is a crew member on the Last Shackle is a freed slave. Um, and so... Like if you Does join that up- include the the blind um the blind goblin? I don't know. Can we talk to you? <laughs> Possibly. God, I love him. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> Is your fa- what's your favorite food? Does it have to be a solid? No, no. alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> um, but basically, he's like, so if you join up with with our crew, you have to be opposed to slavery in all forms. Um, but yeah, they're a guild now. Um, but anyway, I, I, I went to kill time. I went and said hi to the dwarves. Um, I saw Zodi and he was, he's happy to see everyone. He's a very, very sweet character. Um, we had kind of walked and talked through town for a little bit. Um, and then I came back at seven thirty, and I just joined up with the pirates because they were singing, um, roll the old chariot and I just can't pass up a, pass up a good old sea shanty um yo and so i just kind of fell in line with them i uh they had so Orin was kind of leading the charge and he said he had 14 bottles of poison we were going to go to our like each guild had like a had like a, a quadrant that they were going to cover and 
So we stood next to these vines, and he was like, wait for the signal, and then when the signal happened, we all simultaneously poured our bottles of poison, which were definitely just bottles of lime juice and baking soda, um, on these vines. <laughs> they smelled really nice. <laughs> um, Delicious. I, we poured them on these vines, and then I wanted to keep the bottle, but Oren asked for it back. So <laughs> I gave it back, um, and that, and it worked, um... But at this point, like, while we were waiting, I saw someone who looked like Rooster walk past, and I kind of followed him, and then I turned to the world walker next to me, and I was like, have you heard anything about Rooster coming back as a ghost? And she was like, no. And I was like, someone who looks exactly like Rooster just walked by, and she's like, huh, haven't heard anything, but, you know. And so I found out that was the character that Lily was referring to, because he didn't remember himself. Um, mm. And so, like, Lily and a couple of world walkers were with him, and they got Oren to tell a funny story that he remembered about Rooster. Um, and then Rooster started to remember and he wandered off muttering about swans. Um, and so they brought him to the location where he fought Tip Top because Tip Top also got infected during this whole situation and he had to fight him off. And I believe that's how Rooster got infected. Um, and so they're like, do you remember? And he started to remember that. And then like, how I found out that the whole Kaderan thing was happening was that we saw Zodi and we all started like yelling for him. And he was like, I got it. I, I'm on a timeline. I got to go. <laughs> and so I followed Zodi cause I'm like, Oh, they're doing the thing. And then yes, they did. They brought, they brought Kaderan back into his body. Mortimer had this very ominous speech about how they were using light music magic to bring him back. But light magic comes with a price and no one will ever know what that price is. Um, and so, I'm kind of waiting for that to come back. No one died that I'm aware of, but uh, Mortimer's such an ominous character. There was one point. I mean, he is a reaper. Yeah, there was one point later in the night where, like, I didn't even notice him standing there until all of a sudden <laughs> uh, one of the elves was like, "Why is Mortimer standing there?" And I looked up and I was like, "Oh, I I don't know, but he's 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 there, <laughs> and he's probably been there for quite some time." Um, what else? Uh, oh, Kaderan and uh, Kyra apologize, like apologized to each other, which was also really sweet. Um, and uh, then they were like, "All right, it's time to take back the burrows." And I was like, "Holy shit!" And so I went with Imelda the fairy. Um, and like this scene ended up being very funny. I followed Imelda, and she was like, "You got to chant the magic word," and like some people were singing, and like she seemed terrified and. She was kind of standing on one side with the doors closed, and then Drock the Goblin showed up, and he was like, ah, whatever, and he just kind of, like, opens the door and walks in and slams it shut behind him, and everybody kind of goes quiet, because we're just like, did that happen just now? Did that, <laughs> did that happen just now? And then Mel's just like, Drock! And then she kind of, like, looks at us, and then looks back at the door, and she kind of looks like she's thinking about opening it and going after him, but she's scared, and then, like, she's like, okay, keep chanting, and nothing's really happening, and then she's like, somebody go check on Kyra's side, and somebody does and comes back, and they're like, they, they say it's working, we just need to, like, put more feeling into it, I guess. And she's like, okay. And then he, I heard Drock talking on the other side, and he opens the door, and he's like, you just have to go in and tell everything to get out. Don't even, he actually said, don't even worry about it. And like... <laughs> sure enough, we went in there. And, and I can't tell you on. how much I love the goblins at fucking Evermore. Drunk. You just have to go in and tell everybody to get out. That's what they sound like too. If you're wondering why Kay's doing that voice, that's what that's, what, that's exactly what, what that goblin sounds, sounds like, like specifically. Yeah, and like 
Um, and before I'd gone in there the night before with my friends because my friends were like, "Can we check out the burrows?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we can check out the burrows because I was because I knew it was spooky." And like, sure enough, there's like monsters in there and there's vines everywhere. And they had this really cool like uh, smoke machine effect where they they had smoke machines going and then they had like a green light and the light would kind of reflect off of the smoke and um, create this really weird lighting effect where you couldn't see anything underneath like waste level. Um, mm. So. But yeah, like he he fucking did it, the absolute madman. Like we went in there and the lights were coming back on and the smoke machines were turned off and all the dark bloods were gone. And I'm like, brave of heart, dumb of ass, that's Drock for you. Brave of heart, dumb of ass. <laughs> Best description of him. I I love the goblin so much. He's Drock, that one. Drock is the one I talked about briefly that they bring out into the wild to advertise Evermore sometimes, and so he always comes back rambling about Chicky Filet. Um, he's also the one isn't he the one who was talking to that little girl about sanitizer yes sanitizer yeah Um, he's wonderful he's he's very popular with children because he's hilarious um yeah so yeah we brought the dwarves back in and we sang we all live in a burrow underground to the tune of we all live in a yellow submarine um and but the burrows were fucked up so they went back to their tent for the night but they'll be back in there for aurora which is nice um and then Ben and Ophelia had their wedding, and there was a really awkward moment, because, again, like, that character was like, why is Mortimer standing there? And I was like, I don't know. He's scaring me. <laughs> um, but he made it possible for everyone to see the ghosts um, before, like, you know, as like a, as a wedding present, present to Ben and Ophelia. Um, and so, like, Durval was standing next to me when he said he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the bell three times, and everyone's gonna be able to see. And, um... So I'm like, Durval, get up there. She's right over there. Get close. Come on. Come on. Um, yeah, Aww. it was very it was very sweet. Um, ben and Rooster were talking, but I was paying attention to Lily and Durval because they were right in front of me. So I don't know what they said. Um, and then, like, they also had this thing going on with, like, the fates. Um, having something to do with Evermore and, like, characters working for the fates and whatnot. And they showed up at the wedding and everybody was like, get out. And then they kind of went forward and just did, like, they essentially did, like, a hand-fasting ceremony for Ben and mm-hmm. Ophelia, which was like, okay, are you blessing this marriage? Like, I, it was it was very strange. But yeah, then we went back to the tavern and had a party. Um, I wasn't there for very long because it was super crowded. But a pie was involved. I was like, I'm not, I'm not eating some stranger's pie no um and then faldo was there and his eyes were back to normal so i I commented on it and he's like what's normal and i was like well they're not all black and he's like you don't like it and i'm like well it's a little hard to make eye contact with you when the abyss is staring back at me (laughs) (laughs) he's like how dare you that's my true form (laughs) he said something like the abyss is a good friend sometimes and i'm like i guess but he was he was two wolves he was there's two wolves inside me he was more coherent that night um but still very weird. But so, like, I got tired of the, t- the tavern crowd, and so I went around to the front of town to wait for sea shanties, because it was, like, 10.30 at this point. Um, but, like, I had a weird moment. Cause so, so there were a lot of, like, actors wandering around the park, but they weren't there to work. They were in plain clothes, but I could recognize them. So I was like, like, Giordani was there, but he wasn't Giordani. He was just, like, the guy that plays Giordani, you know? <laughs> and, like, I went... The guy who plays Giordani. <laughs> And I felt like a creep because I was staring at him like, God damn, that guy looks familiar. And then I realized who he was and I was like, oh shit. And I looked away. Um, but I, w- I went and sat next to like a costumed character next to the fire. And I was like, God, it's so cold out here. And I turned to my right and there was 
um, Kaida's actress, one of the dragon trainers. And I was like, oh, I, and I kind of felt like I was interrupting something. <laughs> so I like walked away and I saw Oren standing by where he usually stands for sea shanties. And so I kind of just stood there and there weren't many people around and I was kind of like antsy. And so he was like, you look timid. And I'm like, yeah, it's the end of the night and I don't always know what to do with myself. And he, he invited me to stick around for sea shanties. Um, and so, and he was kind of like, you're singing. like, you absolute fool. Well, he was you like, absolute buffoon. He was like, I would have been here for sea shanties anyway. <laughs> he was like, well, you're welcome to stay around for sea shanties if you like. And I was like, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> But he was kind of like singing quietly to himself. And so I was like, do you know Randy Dandio? And he was like, I love Randy Dandio. And then he's kind of like, how does it start? And so I sang the first line and we sang it together. It was like a little duet and it was really sweet. And it's probably one of my favorite like character moments at Evermore so far. Um, and then he was like, what's another good one? And somebody, somebody else that was there sang uh, the chorus to Bully in the Alley, but the verses are kind of inappropriate, uh, which Oren yeah. pointed out. And then I was like, Captain Kidd. And he's like, I don't know Captain Kidd well enough to sing it. And then I was like, Star of the County Down. So we sang that one. Uh, but more people joined in this time. Uh, it was very nice. And then it was sea shanty time. And so we were gearing up for Holloway Joe and Captain Dufresne found me. And he asked me, he's like, Have you, did you find enough uh, activities to fill your time to your liking? And I was like, oh, yeah. D like, did you see me? I was running around like crazy all night. And he like apologized for earlier and he was like you seem like you're really frustrated i'm sorry like i think we've learned a few lessons from this time and we'll handle it better next time if we have people whose guild leaders are awol and i was like oh it's fine i i know it's not your fault you know like i still had a good time and he was like oh that's great i'm i'm so glad and so we um i just think it was nice of him to like check on me <laughs> yeah. um he well it's probably good information to take back to like whoever's in charge and be like hey just so you know this became a problem like, yeah. I, yeah i think that's what he meant by we've learned something from this is where he's like i'm going yeah. to make sure that the relevant people know that if they exclude an entire guild people are gonna get frustrated um because like it isn't i guess there was some sense of loyalty that i had to the dragon trainers that prevented me from joining another guild but also like i just didn't have time like i don't get to go to evermore that often so yeah. it's not like I can be in multiple guilds at once most for the most part, if, especially if I decide like next time I want to advance. And like, it's also frustrating for the people that want to stay with the dragon trainers guild and actually want to do the guild quests in advance in the guild. They couldn't for an entire month and a half because they just fucking disappeared. Like yeah. they were just gone. And I, they had a good storyline reason for it. And I know that at least one of the dragon trainers had like their actors. So one of them had another acting obligation that prevented her from working in the park this season. Um, but like, I feel like they should have had at least one representative character that was available. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they will well, especially remember that. they're like a family, right? So there's like yes. a dad and two daughters. So even if the daughter, one of the daughter characters has an acting obligation outside of acting for the park, like, write her character going on something, the trip for a while. That's what they then, usually do. Um, yeah. But like, all of them disappeared. And I don't know if it's because all of them had acting obligations, but I feel like they should have some way to work around that. I remember that there was um, one point early, like when I went earlier in the season, Sykes stood in for the Knights Guild because none of the Knights were available. You know, have something like that happen where some other character 
acts as a representative of the Dragon Trainers Guild and represents their interests so that people who are yeah who want to be involved can still get involved. So I think they probably, what Dufresne was trying to imply to me was that they've, un- they understand this now. Um, and that I especially kind of brought to their attention that, Hey, you can't fucking do- if you're going to make it impossible to do anything in the park without having the backing of your guild, you should make sure that all your guilds are represented. Um, yeah. So that some people aren't being left out. Um, and then also it's, that's another thing that I was thinking of for like the in-character implications when I go back and talk to the dragon trainers about their cowardice in Aurora, where it's like, if you want to grow the guild and have dragon trainers and be able to protect your dragons, you need people involved and you're, you can't get people involved if you go and lock yourselves in a building for two months. Um, so I think in spite of my frustrations, I can definitely use this for some character interaction TM. TM, TM, uh, when Aurora opens. But I do hope that out of character, they are able to set some things in place for this specific scenario if it ever has to happen again with any of the guilds. Um, yeah. That was another thing is that, like, they were making it something like the pirates are going to set sail and not be available for Aurora, which sucks for the people that joined the Pirates Guild. However, they did go back on that because the pirates were so popular, I believe. So the pirates are going to be staying, which makes me happy. I, when I was singing my duet with Oren, I suddenly got very sad because I'm like, oh, he's going to be gone next season. Shit. Um, but he's he, he will be back. Um, there was also one really funny moment when we were uh, singing sea shanties where Oren pointed to Rooster and shouted, a ghost. And then Rooster said, oh, my God, where? <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah, um, it's weird that the actors went to the park when they're not in costume. Well, I would presumably just weird. they have friends uh, that they are, that they work with there. Uh, that's that was my assumption is that they were there to see like their their work buddies. Uh, it was the finale, so they weren't going to see each other for a little while. Okay, um, that makes sense. But like, still, I would have brought if I if I don't have to be at work. I'm peace out. I am that gif of that guy who throws up the deuces and then just vanishes. Yeah, and I'm the same way, but like I know um people at my job who have retired who have moved to another office or whatever will sometimes come and visit at our branch. So like you know, I guess if you make good enough friends with people at work, it does make sense. It's just that like I am not like that really and you are not like that yeah. really. Um or at least if you do have friends that you make at work, you see them outside of work and don't go visit them when they're at work. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I really enjoyed this season. The story was really exciting. Um, I had some good care. I feel like I'm getting more comfortable with like the fiction of Evermore. Um, mm. And I don't feel as awkward interacting with the characters. And I'm able to kind of like pretend to be this version of me that exists inside the canon of Evermore. Um I don't play, like, a separate character. I can't... I don't have the brain space for that. But uh, I, don't, I don't have the bandwidth for that kind of bullshit. <laughs> so um, I just kind of play along with it. But I'm getting better at doing that, which is why I had all these ideas of, like, I'm going to have a serious talk with the Dragon Trainers Guild about running and hiding every time there's a threat. Um, hopefully that'll be fun. I obviously don't want to be too antagonistic because I'm always worried that I'm like, what if they think I'm just mean? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, Aurora starts 
November 29th. They're saying that it only runs until December 30th with a very expensive New Year's Eve party. Um, they had a pirate party that was like on the second and it was like $80 for a ticket. And I was like, uh, and like a lot of people were like the actors were like, if you drop my name at the gate, it'll give you a 20% discount, which would have brought it down to like 65. But the stars were not in alignment for me to go to that. So I just had to wait and hear about the it later. The stars were not in alignment. The stars were not in alignment because I had to get new tires. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, that, and they also announced it really late. So like a lot of people were saying like, yeah, if they'd announced it like a month earlier, I would have been able to save up money. Um, so kind of the same principle for me with like, well, would have been nice to know about that a little bit sooner. Even then I probably wouldn't have been able to go though. It's just, the stars, not in alignment. Can't, not, not today. Can't do it. Stars. Stars. So, uh, I probably won't go to the New Year's Eve party either, because usually my friend throws a party, and I would rather go to my friend's party. So, like, sorry, yes. Evermore. Do you have enough of my money at this point? Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, that's happening. If anybody in Utah would like to go see, have, like, a New Year's Eve party with Drock the Goblin. <laughs> He's probably fun Imagine to party with, to be honest. Imagine spend New Year's as Drock the Goblin. <laughs> Maybe the actor loves it. You don't know. I mean, if I, if, listen, like, spending the New Year's LARPing doesn't sound terrible, so, like. Yeah. My friend uh, was thinking about throwing a Roaring Twenties themed uh, New Year's party since it's 2020, which I Ooh, think sounds You should fantastic. do a Roaring Twenties um, party, and then somebody has to pretend to be dead in the pool at midnight. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass that suggestion along to my friend. She doesn't have a pool, but like get a kiddie pool, get a kiddie pool, <laughs> those blow up kid pool, and get those like Orbeez. Yeah, so we just pretends to be dead in the kiddie pool. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that suggestion. I'm gonna pass that along to my friend. It'll be great. Um, hopefully, it won't be like last year on New Year's. It was fucking freezing it was like seven degrees outside or something so hopefully it won't be that cold this year so we can do that <laughs> um yeah it was really cold at evermore the two nights that i went i'll talk about, about that later we had a bit of a cold snap it was fucking freezing i was wearing leggings underneath my jeans and like thick wool socks and winter boots and then i was wearing a long sleeve shirt underneath a sweater underneath a hoodie underneath a winter coat and then I had gloves. I ended up not needing my hat. But, like, fuck me, it was cold. <laughs> I mean, at least they do have those nice fire pits there. They did have a ton of fire pits. Um, I came home smelling like a campfire every single night. Uh, but, I mean, it's not the most offensive smell. No. So, yeah, it was fucking cold. Uh, but I had a good time. And I had some good character interaction, TM, and some good ideas for good character interaction in the future, TM, TM, TM. And that's my pre-salt. <laughs> Alright. So, we get to moi for pre-salt. And, uh, Jake, why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and play that first note of the Black Parade <laughs> right here? Just that... Because I woke up on Halloween to find out that My Chemical Romance is back. Woo! The sound of screeching. Woo! Um, so this is actually funny because my friend from high school who I hadn't talked to in a really long time uh, messaged me and they were like, My Chemical Romance! And I'm like, I know. I know. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm excited. 
that they're doing their their show, the first show for their reunion um, concert. It sold out so fast. Uh, my friend was in line for it, and it sold out while they were in line. Um, and the tickets were $150. So it was like, God, I'm getting to that point where it's like, my dad wants to go see the Rolling Stones, and it's like that, you know? Um, but, like, uh, if, if their, if their reunion tour continues and they come up here, my friend and I want to try and go see them together. I've seen them, like, three times live at different phases of their career. Um, yeah, I... Fun facts about Jesse. I've explained this before, but like, my chem was a huge influence on who I am as a person today. And I don't actively think about it very much. But then every once in a while, I'll be telling somebody something. I was like, oh, I started doing this because, and then the answer is my chemical romance, and it's just funny. Um, like, I started <laughs> reading comics. Oh, sorry. I just coughed. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I started reading comics because of My Chemical Romance because they would talk about comics in interviews. And I was like, what about those comics? Um, I started listening to different bands because of, like, music they recommended. I met people through forums and stuff. Like, I, my interests got directed in different places. I watched certain horror movies. Um, and it's just interesting, like, how much, like, I'm a much different person now in my life and like I'm sure they are too like everybody grows yeah, they're in their 40s now aren't they yeah um so it's just fascinating to like ex- to feel the same excitement that I'm sure like it like I said it's kind of like now I'm at that point like a little bit like my parents when they go see a band that's on a reunion tour you know um but it is it is nice in in celebration um I dress like the emo boy I always wanted to be when I was younger. Um, I was like, I hope this brings back eyeliner. Cis men, please start wearing eyeliner. So it looks good on everyone. um, It looks good on everyone, but also like people would really appreciate it so that like it becomes normalized and just anyone can wear eyeliner. Um, and people don't question it. Don't worry about it, Todd. Uh, but yeah, I, I was excited, It's but it was funny, because I was like, my chemical romance is trending, what? Um, the second, I know, like, we should have, like, fear. Me, one fear. <laughs> um, the, my second piece of free salt is just, like, I spent Halloween um, at home. I think I took a Adderall that day, because I, I just started taking Adderall, so I'm still seeing how it works out, and since I wasn't going anywhere, I was like, oh, I can just take my medication and write it out at home. Um, and I did, and I hadn't been feeling the Halloween spirit all month. Like I just wasn't feeling spooky, but on Halloween, maybe cause I took my Adderall and my brain was quiet for five minutes. I was able to get it together, um, and watch some spooky cartoons. Your brain was like, and it's Halloween get spooky. <laughs> yeah. Get spooky. Um, I started drawing at Halloween, um, drawing of my OCs, trying out, I, backwards engineered a brush from Photoshop into Clip Studio, and it's pretty damn close. Um, I just got really productive. Turns out, y'all, that when you take an Adderall, you're able to focus if you have ADHD, but, like, not a weird hyperactive, like, I guess, like, people who don't have ADHD take it, and they get, like, speed. It doesn't feel like that. It just is like, oh, it's finally quiet. I can sit amongst my books and do things. Um, 
but I was super productive, drew a bunch, tried a bunch of new stuff. Um, and then I watched Rocky Horror, of course, because it's required Halloween viewing for me. I didn't get to watch any um, spooky movies this Halloween. I usually watch aw. Beetlejuice and Rocky Horror, but I don't own Rocky Horror, and it's super hard to find nowadays. So I do, I do own it, so that was the one benefit. And earlier that day, my mom called and was like, well, I'm going to the store. Do you want anything? Do you need anything? And I was like, what kind of store are you going to? Will there be DVDs at the store? And my mom was like, yes. And I was like, hey, I will give you money, but can you buy me Venom? <laughs> <laughs> like, I will pay you. I just, like, I'll, like, PayPal you money or whatever. Um, it, I will pay you back if you buy me Venom. And mom's like, okay. And so she came home with it. Uh, I was like, yes. So after I finished watching Rocky Horror and singing along, and I, of course, when the time warp comes on, I had to get up and it was a good opportunity to stretch because I put it on while I was drawing. So, um, because I've seen it so many times, I don't need to look at it as much. Uh, but I got up, took a little stretch break, did the time warp. Um, (laughs) another thing I thought about doing was I thought about, um, uh, live streaming Grim Fandango for, uh, oh. I can still do it. I was just going to do it like four day of the dead. And then I didn't cause I was exhausted. <laughs> so <laughs> that's fair. It's a hundred percent fair. But maybe I'll do that this uh, Saturday. And so I, I will, I would be there. Sweet. I, I will be there. Um, so I watched Venom again. And I was like, fuck, I actually really love this movie. It's, like, not good, but I love it. Um, it's it's a true it's a true romance for the ages. I was like, this is... You know those double holiday movies, like Nightmare Before Christmas is, like, Halloween and Christmas? Yeah. Um, Venom is Valentine's Day and Halloween. Because um, you better believe on Valentine's Day I'll be watching my favorite romance movie, Venom. Because uh, <laughs> I was... And I was talking to my friend about it, and he's just like, God, it's still a better love story than Twilight. It sure is. Um, <laughs> that's like, that's, I mean, you're putting the bar on the ground and asking Venom to step over it and then applauding when it does. So, I mean... Yeah. But still, I mean, that's not an incorrect like, statement. <laughs> what changed your mind? Why are you staying? You, Eddie. Um, Jesse starts bawling. No. <laughs> you are a loser. But so am I. Um, like, I just, I don't know. It's just, I enjoy that movie. It's bad. Uh, don't go into watching it and expecting it to be a good movie. Um, but also don't go with your coworkers, apparently, because then you don't get the fun thing of, like, looking at each other and, like, scream laughing and crying when drones explode. Um, and then, uh, I, on (coughs) the... 2nd of November, either the 1st or the 2nd, my friend and I went to a cafe to go work on art, um, because I have a bunch of deadlines due soon for, um, getting stuff printed, and, because we're part of this, like, group order, and so we were working on stuff, and we were walking through town, and we hear this music, and we see, there's, like, a lot of cars, so I was like, oh, something's probably happening, and then we hear music, and I was like, oh, I hope it's what I think it is, and we look over, and there's, like, a parade, like, they had blocked off one of the streets, and it was, like, um, this music, this music that slapped, slappeth, um, was playing, and, uh, it was a Dio de los Muertos, um, parade, was it, and was there it were women. the Black Parade? <laughs> was it the Black Parade? <laughs> 
just murdered Jesse. We'll be right back. <laughs> 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 um, the it was a Dio de los Muertos parade, and um, the women were dancing. You know those like dresses that have the pretty skirts, and they do that dance. Yeah, with and all then, the like, tears. Yeah, yeah, it was so pretty, and they were going, and my friend and I were like, oh, we have to work, but, like, we were both fighting, because, like, part of us wanted to walk over there and just, like, go enjoy the parade, <laughs> um, but it's always nice to see that, especially in, like, um, we were in the heart of a city, and it's always nice to see, like, people celebrating holidays, and, like, obviously, I don't celebrate, but, like, I don't know, it's nice to, like, share um, and see, like, all the art and beauty that goes into it, and the culture, and the history, um, and the bread, that bread. That bread. I th- I've never actually I had th- that bread, I think but... the pan de muerte, is it pan de muerte? It's I like, think so, uh, pan de muertos. Because I think it just translates to... Bre- bread know, of the dead. Pan de muertos. <laughs> yeah, bread of the dead. It's fucking delicious! There's a lot of pronunciations that I only know because of Grim Fandango. Uh, it's fucking amazing. It, it's like, I don't know what that, I don't know what the, because the inside is soft, but the outside has this like crisp crunch, and then well, there's like the sugar. And again, I only know this from Grim Fandango, but in Grim Fandango, when Manny goes to a bread stall and steals a piece of pan de muertos and specifically calls it pan de muertos, it looks like a baguette. <laughs> Uh, okay so yeah like, it does kind of look like a bag i guess it depends on the kind because they also make it in like the shapes of people oh yeah like okay. skeletons and stuff um let me let me see if I. but can i imagine it's it, kind of a similar like hard crusty bread yeah. with a soft center yeah pan de muertos um yeah and it, it kind of like sometimes it's like a circle god and look 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 at this. I'm dropping it in the chat. You guys can't see it. I'm sorry. Um, but I just need Kay to look at this because it's making that me really definitely angry. makes it look a lot better than the 1998 computer graphics in Grim Fandango. Made it look. <laughs> the JPEG! You can't, you can't see the sugar on top in the low fidelity 1998 uh, aesthetic. Sometimes the sh- sugar has color, too. Um, it's really pretty. And I remember because uh, we were celebrating it at school once, and a teacher brought it for us, uh, and she um, had us all try some. It was hella good. And ever since then, I'm like, every time the Day of the Dead comes, I'm like, that bread, the bread. Um, Give me my carbs. But my carbs. <laughs> Fuck, I love carbs. Same. Um, I'm that video of the cat <laughs> trying to steal the loaf of bread. I'm the cat. <laughs> it's funny because my mom there's like um there's also there's in portuguese culture there's this stuff called portuguese it's like we i guess i don't know what it's called in portuguese but it's portuguese sweet bread kind of tastes like that if you've ever had that that's really also good i really love portuguese sweet bread which is funny because i don't really like sweet things but i think the overall breadiness makes up for like the sweetness i don't know it's not like cake where cake has a cake texture, you know? This has, like, is, a is it bread... kind of like challah bread? Uh... That has, like, the sugar no. on top, and it's kind of sweet? Yeah, yes, and no. It's, it's like, the outside shell kind of has, like... A... We'll just have to try it one day. Okay. Um, I, I, I hope... The whitest state ever. I, I don't get a lot of cultural exposure over here. <laughs> um, I mean, like... I 
I, I think that's one of the things, like, because my mom's mom didn't share much with her, but I think, like, Portuguese sweetbread was the one thing her mom still, like, actually had. I vaguely remember this. Um, but, yeah, and fucking... Sorry, I got... I went on a tangent because I, I was just enjoying... It was one of those times where you just stumble upon something and you just kind of enjoy the moment for what it is, you know? Um, especially in these dark times. Yes. And just all these people rallying around it. Um, it's, but, like, that was November 2nd, I think? The Oh, fuck. I forgot to mention the time change. God. The time change the other fucked night, me up so hard. I was like, why? It fucked me up so much. Uh, uh, Sally and I were like, it was late at night. And I was like, what time is it? And Sally was like, it's 1 a.m. I'm like, which 1 a.m. is it? Because 1 a.m. was coming twice. And I'm like, which 1 a.m. are we are? <laughs> <laughs> who are we what is time time is an illusion when i was younger i would stay oh. up and wait for the moment the clock rolled back but now i'm old and so i go to sleep <laughs> i was working on uh merch so the fucking the i have to if i'm in a hyper focus mode i gotta use it because otherwise my brain is on fire the rest of the time um and i don't think i had work the next day Wait, if that was the third and it's the fourth, I did because this happened. This happened last. It was who between am I? Saturday and Sunday night. So on Sunday morning, okay. I woke up and it was an hour earlier than I thought it was. Yes, because Sunday I just went and um, worked again because I'm always. I don't think about art as working as much, but it, I guess it is because I'm doing it for money in this case. Um, well, also because I love doing it, but it is, it is part of my 600 side hustles. Um, but I, I got some really delicious kombucha on Sunday and then I had sushi with friends mm. for dinner and we were out really late. God, this is actually a really funny story. Sorry, I'm tangent. It's fine. Today, I just guys. talked about Evermore for 40 minutes. You can talk about this for 10 if you want to. <laughs> um, so my friends and I, it's, it's in the... I guess I spent this weekend trying to experience the moment. Um, I fucking, my friends and I went to go get sushi and we left just before they were closing and it was like all you can eat sushi, which I try to watch my calories, but I was like, it's a buffet and I'm with friends and we wanted to get our money's worth. So I ate like, oh, I ate a whole roll and then like some sashimi and then half of another roll and some miso soup. Miso um, soup has which is negli- negligible calories in it to begin with. Yeah, and I try I tried to keep the rolls as lean as possible, but then there was one that I bit into. It had like salmon on the top and like salmon in the middle, or so, I think it actually might have been tuna on the top and in the middle, and then um, like slices of it. I was like, oh fuck, that looks good, and some kind of spicy thing going on. And I bit into it, and there was hidden tempura shrimp inside, and I was like, fuck my calories. One one time do anything yeah it's not like i eat sushi i eat sushi like maybe once a month so or that's probably less probably less less because i don't yeah um also i was out with friends and sometimes you just gotta make concessions when you're out with people yeah the occasional cheat day is healthy yeah um so we we did that and then we walked into the back because the parking was crazy because that place is pretty bumping (laughs) um because it's like 20 something dollars for all you can eat sushi. Oh yeah, that's pretty that's a pretty bumping. normal price tag. Yeah. So it's like bumping, right? Um 
It was even funny because my friends, my friend and I were in a cafe and we're like, oh, we should invite our other friend for dinner because he lives close by. And we were trying to decide on sushi places and we said this place out loud and the girl like next to us was like, yeah, go there. It's fucking good. And you get all you can eat sushi for like 20 bucks. And we're like, sold, I guess. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we went outside and we're standing in the back uh, in the far parking lot and it's dark outside and it's cold for Californians. Um. So, like, 40-something degrees outside. And we're standing out there, and we kept moving closer and closer. There were, like, this median strip, this median strip area in the parking lot that had plants in it that were dying. um, Because it's winter. And uh, we're standing there talking, and we see all the employees, because we must have been there for a while. Because all the employees were coming out of the building and, you know, driving away. And we're trying to get out of their way. So then we end up standing in the bushes, basically. Um... And I hear this hissing noise, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then the sprinklers oh, God. on top of us. <laughs> and it's so cold. And then my pants are soaking well, I'm wet. I was thinking, like, like, a snake. No, it wasn't that's, a snake. That's what that well, sharp that was my intake first of breath was for, was like, oh, my God, it's a rattlesnake. Yo, because the hissing noise scared the shit out of me. But then it was the sprinklers, and I, which was not bad but like still just like funny we started laughing so hard because what are you to do when you're standing (laughs) and it was so cold i got in my car and my friend runs hot and i'm like i'm sorry i gotta turn on the heater because we were just standing in the cold and then now my legs are wet um but it was it was a fun time even though we got soaked (laughs) because we were standing in bushes to get out of the way of people um but like I said, sometimes you just gotta spend some time shooting the shit and experiencing the moment. Um, oh God, sorry. My friend just asked me what they should get their other, my other friend for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I don't even know what I'm getting them for Christmas. And then um, next t- next thing, because I've been rambling, is the uh, Kay and I did the near raid. Near raid. Um, near raid. Near raid. Near raid. And... Um, I, I did it on my own a few times. It sounds like Kay did too. Um, I did it on my own to show, because I wanted to show my friend, but we grouped up with some of Kay's friends, and so for privacy reasons, we I didn't stream that. Um, but for, uh, I, I did it solo for my other friend, because he loves, he's the one making me play near, which I, he led me on a fucking chain of side quests, which I will get to in a second. Um, but yeah, near raid is it's awesome. Great. Fucking it's love it. great music. It's great. Like, it's got great music. It there were mechanics that you're like, if you've played near, you're like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, um, I thought actually that was really interesting that they uh, had mechanics that I recognized from fights in near Automata, even yeah. though it's been like it's a year or more since I played near Automata. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I, I definitely was like, oh, this is a near mechanic. If it means what it means in near, then we better move. Um, yeah, I think besides the thing we're gonna talk about later. Uh, mostly we just had a, even the thing we we're gonna talk Kay's has in her salt um was funny to me because like of reasons um but it was definitely it was a good time there were challenges I the second time I definitely did better yeah I didn't start wiping until the last boss which was I actually yeah, had some pretty catastrophically bad runs of the near raid um I think. I've there hasn't been a single one that I've escaped with no wipes, um, but it is new yeah. content, so I try to be forgiving. It but is it is really frustrating new. when it's like, um, 
we died because the tank wasn't where he was supposed to be and didn't none no none of the other tanks thought they should mosey over and pick up our ad or something like come on this the wipe was um the the final boss yeah the final boss has a ton of mechanics and it's it i just kind of want somebody to like make a video of that one part with the with the the bombs Mm -hmm. the like bombs from above like just with the like i was in one where somebody was like follow 2p which like in theory it isn't a bad idea because she does dart around the arena to avoid the thing however she has the near automata dodge and you don't so actually you should not follow 2p because she will dodge at the last second and you will die um you just have to look for the red markers on the ground and get out of the way and and they're, they're real fast, fast but it's like it's like a sh- sh- so you have you know that it's coming and so you have to just run yeah i also i i think it's funny to say um follow 2p like i can fucking see 2p at she always any she always time. starts at a specific um spot on the she starts right next to the um door for the arena yeah um, it's just funny because there's a bunch of people running around and i am like disoriented of, at that time and i'm trying to focus on some the of my parties have taken to marking her as target to follow um oh that's a clever thing because usually because i'll look around and i'll be like there's like 50 people wearing all white in this yeah movie. and a lot of them there are wearing the same dress movie. now so it's like yeah and i'm like <laughs> fuck i can't see it who where the fuck 2p is like you're asking a lot of me um but otherwise, it's fun. The near, all the near content, like even the after part, Kay and I. It was interesting because Kay and I took two. The, uh, there's like a divergent path, so Kay and I took each path, because um, it said it wouldn't ref- uh, affect your results. But we just wanted to see, and there was actually differences. Um, so that was cool. Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed the near raid. I recently, I didn't, I don't have this here, but I also recently streamed near for a while after I did. Um, uh, the near raid for my friend and um what's funny is that we had people watching and then as soon as we ca- my other friend called out that people were watching they left it was so funny oh no i've been uh, spotted but also some random <laughs> yeah some random strangers on the internet heard me and my friend having to domestic about when i started playing final fantasy 14 um <laughs> it was like one of those like old people domestics you know uh and we were, like, looking stuff up and talking. It was funny. But uh, I... So I did some more near, And basically, apparently, I'm on one of the last <laughs> missions for the final... For the first ending. Um, I'm... There's, like, a missile... We're, we're supposed to go protect a missile drop or something. Uh, and um, so before I did... My friend is like, oh, before you do that, like, let's... Maybe you should take care of some business. Um, he also got to watch me. I've been playing near, like, a fucking, uh, like, just, like, a barbarian. Because, um, it's kind of like how I played Bloodborne, where I don't know any of the, like, I, without my friends, I would have, I wouldn't have known any of the special, like, where the weapons were, what, like, I don't know any of the meta of combos and things, like, what runes to apply when and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I was going through most of Bloodborne with, like, the axe for a really long time. 
it it was like that for I mean, to be totally uh, to be totally like, fair to you though that axe can carry you all the way to the end game and bloodborne like it's it is it is a good axe. weapon <laughs> i don't think you're supposed to do that in near and my friend was like I was like, you know what? I will say, though, that he did not... I am really, really, really insecure. Because as I've talked about this before in um, on the Salt Report, I spent. I had a, I have a big gap in gaming um, from, like, the end of the PS2 era to um, the PlayStation 4. Because I didn't have a PS3, and I had an Xbox 360, but I only had, like, two games on it. Yeah, and I remember us talking Everything about it else. when you started playing 14, because some of the stuff that, like, would be... Like, the way you phrased it was that some of the stuff that would be obvious to people who'd been playing video games their whole lives, you didn't really pick up on, because you'd missed that whole era of gaming that would have taught you that stuff. Yeah. And so, there's, there's a lot of that for me in video games. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um... And it's why, like, when people are always arguing about, like, whether or not something should have an easy mode, I get kind of frustrated because I'm like, you're assuming a lot about the clientele purchasing these things. Like, I guess most people who are purchasing them are avid gamers, TM, but then there are people like me who, like, had this huge gap and, like, we don't know the the way games work like but also like never, mind your business it's, it's david hard. like yeah this, mind this your actually business, came david. up recently um on the 14 reddit which is highly toxic when it comes to stuff like this because they added that difficulty setting thing for mm-hmm. um the solo instances uh they they kind of technically have this in some of the duties already like most of the recent ones don't give you the echo but older duties like once you start failing it over and over they eventually give you like a five percent boost and then a ten percent boost and then a fifteen percent boost until you can clear it so like technically if you ask me easy mode is already built into final fantasy 14 for some of those duties but like for the solo instances does it really matter if there's a very easy mode to Joe Schmo, yeah. who thinks he's the biggest dick tank of all time, like, like, and they were like, "Oh, now all these how does this affect the, you?" The, the shitters are gonna get through because the solo instances won't teach them anything. Like, well, those people weren't being taught anything by the solo instances to begin with, so now they're gonna get to enjoy the game with less frustration. E, e, gad, like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like, especially like for stuff like the Astinian one. It's like it's not like you learn how to be a dragoon from yeah. that. It's just random Yeah, buttons. he doesn't even have, like, um, actual Dragoon attacks on his bar. <laughs> so it's just like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, I so I'm, I streamed near specifically because I... Basically for this friend, because he's really, really excited that I'm playing near because he really likes it. Um, so I was like, but, you know, please don't make fun of me. Um... And, I mean, usually I'm okay with people fucking roasting me all the time. That's 90% of my friendships. Um, And that's fine. But I was just, like, putting out there that this is something I am insecure about. Um, And he's like, well, do you want me to just kind of take a backseat or, like, what? And I was just... I guess I was kind of like... I guess you could take a backseat, but, like, I didn't mean, like, he couldn't talk to me. I just, just, like, don't mean, basically. Um don't fucking roast me because I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing. But instead of being mean, he was super helpful. He was like, Hey, can you go ahead and show me what weapons you have? And he's like, okay, go here and get this. So I went and picked up another sword 
And then um, he's like, okay, here's just, like, a tip for this. And it was very, it was, like, very guidance-wise, not, like, you're so dumb for not knowing this. It was very much, I was like, and now he sits and despairs. He watches that I have been punching my way through this game with my bare fist (laughs) and one sword. And um, I did have multiple pods and multiple pod programs, though. Uh, But otherwise, I had been punching my way through Nier Automata with my fists and one sword. Um, So, like, he led me on all these things. And then there's something you should know about Jesse is that I fucking hate side quests. And I think... I think I finally figured out why, especially since, like, now we're, like, addressing the fact that I probably have adult ADHD. Um, they overwhelm me so much, and I feel like I will never finish a game if I don't follow the main story quest. Because I will get distracted, and I will never get to the end of the game, and then I'll drop it, and it'll be over. Um, so, like, I think that's my fear, and and when I'm doing side quests, I'm just like, god will I ever know peace again? Uh, they just, they really irritate me. But Nier is kind of one of those games where you get more out of the story if you do the side quests, unfortunately. Um, so I've been trying to do a couple here and there, but he's like, I want you to do this one. But in order to do that side quest, I had to do like five other side quests to unlock it. And he's like, but it's going to close you out soon because you're so close to the end and I want you to do it. Um, and I, and the whole time I was just like, dude, dude. He's like, the longer I sit here and watch this, the more guilty I feel. Um, because I just, I was there unlocking to get to another side quest. It's like, you have to go unlock another side quest and unlock another side quest. And then one of them, I had to fight this like level 35 robot. And he's like, Ooh, you should be careful. I mean, I, I won, but that's not the point. The point is I was just like fucking losing my shit. Um, I was like screeching and he's like, I promise this, this side quest that you're unlocking is good. Um, and you know what? He was right. So the side quest that it was is that, uh, the operator 6-0, she's, um, she always talks to you about a lot of fanciful things, but, like, she was talking about how wonderful it must be to be on the surface, because she can't come to, like, operators don't go to Earth, um, and all the beautiful things you can see. And at one point, um, she, 2B gets a letter from her, and, or an email, basically, um, and she, like, pauses, and the pod is like, oh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking you should give her a present. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right? And I'm like, I love this. It's all right. What is gay. this lesbian um, fanfic that I've... <laughs> <laughs> and then this is probably why he really wanted me to do right. it, right? He um, knows your brand. <laughs> he knows my brand. And he's like, the, basically, the pod's like, you know, human females really liked flowers. You should get her a, a data of a rare flower. Um, and there's a rare flower in the desert that you can go take a picture of, basically. So you go out into the desert to this specific area and, um, like, take a picture and, like, load the data of this flower. And you send it to 6 And, like, she sends you a message back about how much she loves this flower and how cool it is and everything. And she's like, "I here's a little something to show my appreciation. And it's just a little thing. It's nothing grand. And it's a fucking sword. <laughs> and if you read the description, it's like the latest model of the sword that she gives you. And I'm like, there's nothing more lesbian than giving exactly a girl a flower and then receiving a sword. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> receiving a sword in return. Like, this is the best. 
quest. And he's like, I'm so glad that you did this quest. I'm like, thank you. You know what? It was worth it. It was worth all the weird bullshitty stuff just to get this one lovely lesbian side quest. I also did one that had more plot, um, like background story about A2, which was also cool, but I just wanted to mention the lesbian side quest because that's my favorite side quest where you get a picture of a flower for a girl and she gives you a sword. Fucking top tier writing right there. Important. Anyway, that's my precept. All right. Um, I kind of talked about this already, but suddenly it got really fucking cold last week. Um, on the news they were saying it was, like, record cold temperatures for this time of year, and apparently, overall, this October 2019 was the second coldest October on record in, like, a hundred years in Salt Lake City. Um, it was, like, I want to say it was, like, 15 degrees the first night I went to Evermore and 20 the second. It was, like... It's just bullshit cold. At one point, I posted a screenshot of my weather app. Like, it's fucking cold, my dudes. And it was, like, 17 degrees or something like that. <laughs> and um, at yeah. first, I think it it was um, uh, Night Twitten was like, oh, at first I forgot that you use Fahrenheit. And I was like, what? That's a lovely day. But <laughs> I assume that's Fahrenheit and it is, in fact, cold. And I was like, yeah, it's, like, negative 8 or 9 degrees Celsius here. And they, like, responded with a picture of uh, Ron Swanson in a winter coat, <laughs> like, all bundled up. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking cold. And, like, the week before, it was, like, 60s and 70s. So it was it, it dropped really suddenly. Um, and I think it dropped, like, it got so cold overnight that some of the haunted houses on last Tuesday um, closed because it was so cold that it was, like, actively dangerous. And people weren't prepared for it because it dropped like 17 degrees in the span of a couple of hours. So it it went downhill very quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, hate that. Ease me into it at least. God. Um, then before I get into the Final Fantasy XIV salt that we share, um, I did watch a movie over the weekend. I have kind of like a fascination with... I mean, I like a lot of, cre like, creepy pastas and stuff, but I especially like Ted the Caver. Um, are you familiar with that one? No. So, Ted the Caver is a Angel Fire website uh, purported to be Ooh. about... written by a guy named Ted who is a spelunker. Um, and he talks about how he went into a cave in Spanish Fort Canyon in Utah... <laughs> Um, no joke. It's called Interstate Cave. Um, and he talks about how he went in there and they found, like, a hole that led into another cavern and, like, drilled it open. And he called it Floyd's Tomb after a famous caver that, um, got stuck in a very narrow passage and died. Um, and was entombed there for a long time. Um before they finally were able to get his, his remains out. Um, so they drill it open more and go inside and strange things start happening. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of them because, like, I'm not sure which ones are from Ted the Caver and which ones are from stories that are inspired by Ted the Caver. You know, it's been a while since I've read it. Yeah. But 
I remember that they brought their dog who that he like he often he and his friends like often brought on caving trips with them. Dogs fearless, totally used to this stuff. Dog will not approach the tomb. Like won't go won't go anywhere near it, won't go into it. No, absolutely not. Uh just sits there and whines. So like whatever. Um they hear a sound of rock sliding against rock deep inside the cave. Um I think at one point Ted gets into a room and finds strange runes on the wall. And then the other thing I can remember that's significant is that like they tie a rope around the guy that goes in um, just in case. Mm -hmm. And at one point, like they pull him out, but the rope goes taut and it's, it's like something's pulling on it. Uh, They cut the rope and it disappears into the darkness. Like it's being pulled backwards. Um, But there's nothing on the other end that they can tell. So it's all really like, simple stuff like that. The best creepypastas, in my opinion, are ones that are just boring enough to be plausible, but there's enough there to question if it's really, like, supernatural. I love stories like that. Things like Candle Cove and this one, and, like, you know. Um, And then at the end, like, they have some kind of, like, really intense experience in the cave, and they leave, and for weeks, it's, like, all he can... he, He talks about how, like, for weeks, all he can think about, he's having nightmares, he's not sleeping. Um, and so he goes to his friends, and he's like, we gotta go back. And, like, he, and so he's saying, like, I just I just need closure. I will update again when I get back. And the blog was never updated again. So, oh. um, it is, before anybody asks, yes, it's fiction. Um, but it's really, really good. <laughs> um, but... I found out a couple of years ago that there was a movie adaptation called Living Dark, the Ted the Caver story. And I'm like, it's probably awful, but I have to watch it because I love Ted the Caver so much. Um, Fairly recently, it was added to Amazon Prime video. So I watched it this weekend. (laughs) It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) They... I am frustrated by horror movies that aren't able to just that that don't understand that sometimes answering questions or or ramping up the horror isn't the right answer like they Mm. added a big dumb action sequence at the end um they made a lot of the horror more explicit there's visible monsters um that kind of just look like faceless cave creatures um they added a whole subplot with like family drama that I don't remember if it just wasn't properly explained or I found it so boring that I didn't pay attention to it. It could be either one, honestly. Um, there, So in the original story, there is a character named Joe that's like their friend that goes caving with them. Um, in this one, Joe is a weird British stereotype of a gay man, but it's not really explicit oh. if he's gay or not. He just makes a lot of gay jokes at his ex- own expense. Um, and he's really obnoxious and they don't really like him that much, but they bring him along for some reason. Um, and he like goes bug fuck crazy after being in the cave for a couple of hours. Whereas like, it's, it's not really that extreme in the original story. They, they do keep some of the story beats from the original story, like Ted whacking his head on the top of the cave and not being able to go any further. And that's why Joe goes in alone. Um, stuff like that. But it's just not, they did it, like, more extreme, and it, they shouldn't have done it like that. 
again, like some of the some of the best horror movies too are like they build tension. You know, like some of the best horror movies, nothing fucking happens and you're just scared the whole time. You know, like yep. the first paranormal yeah. activity is actually really good at managing movie. tension that way. Nothing happens in that movie, but it's terrifying the first time you watch it after after the first time. Admittedly, it loses a lot of its charm. But uh, or like the Blair Witch Project, the Blair Witch Project's really scary. Nothing fucking happens in that movie. It's just a bunch of people walking around the woods and, and screaming well, at each other like you or like. You know, Alien, you don't actually see the monster until you see you it briefly in, in the ducks. But, like... Yeah. yeah. But, like, you don't... It's not... A, you don't see, like, a full shot of the xenomorph until the very yeah. end of the film. Mostly you just see, like, shadows of it. You see the... T- you see the fucking cat. That gives me a heart attack, like, six million fucking yeah. times in that movie. They got some good acting um, out of that cat. <laughs> yeah. The cat, it fucking is the one of the best parts of Alien, but, like, the first Alien movie is very similar, where it's, like, the horror is more in the reactions from the Yeah, and, like, the other thing about Alien, there's actually another scene where you see the full Alien, but they cut it from the movie because it's really obvious that it's, like, a dude in a suit. Um, Yeah. Older movies, especially, that used animatronics and costumes knew the limits of their monsters and knew that they looked like rubber suits in certain lightings at certain angles. And so they did what they could to disguise that. And it looks awesome Mm -hmm. and it holds up really well. And I wish the thing 2011 understood that because the thing 1989 is fantastic and it still looks good despite being how old, (laughs) like that movie's fucking gross. And then they went in the sequel and like did everything with CG and it, looks terrible and outdated it looked outdated by the time it came out like <laughs> yeah meanwhile we're over here looking at microwave bubble gum and being like shit that's disgusting yeah, that's fucking gross it. um yeah some fucking genius was like what if we just like, fucking microwave i also speaking i mentioned candle cove is another one of my favorite creepypastas um I did try to look up Channel Zero, but it requires an additional subscription on top of your Amazon Prime membership, so I didn't get to watch that one, sadly. Yet again, so no, no teeth boy, no, teeth boy, no skin taker. I I really love Candle Cove, and I want to watch the Channel Zero Candle Cove, but I, it's, I'm not allowed, so I gotta just Forbidden. find it somehow, I guess. Um, but... This is this is another problem with like the direct streaming model is that a lot of these shows aren't being released in box sets or anything. So like, what am I to do if I don't have cable and sci-fi channel? Like, yeah. uh, and it's not technically on Amazon Prime because you also need a Shutter like a subscription. That's such it's a bullshit. bullshit. I'm paying a lot for my Amazon Prime subscription. If if you say that. Channel Zero is at Amazon Prime. I should be able to watch it without paying extra. Like, come on. Come on. Come on, indeed. Um, but anyway, don't watch Living Dark, the Ted the Caver story. It fucking sucks. Just read the original story. It's on... Uh, you just If you just search for Ted the Caver, you will find an Angel Fire website um, that looks like a 2001 Angel Fire website about caving. Angel Fire it, <laughs> The aesthetic is part of the story. Um... But yeah, it's fantastic. Really recommend that story. Um, I think Jenny Nicholson also rec- me- like mentions it in her um, video about why creepy pasta sucks. 
and she mentions it as like an example of a really good one that's really well done and how a lot of creepypasta writers are similar to like horror movies don't really understand what is scary about those good ones and try to adapt them but make them too extreme like okay i also just love i love her creepypasta oh yeah the dark internet rituals episode the dark internet rituals. If you, you guys should do yourself a favor and watch Jenny Nicholson. Just, just dark watch Jenny rituals. Nicholson in general. Like I, I really enjoy her videos. Yeah. <laughs> God, but that one is so funny because it's just like there's like one part, the elevator one, where you're you're gonna go into another world and it's gonna look exactly the same, except it's gonna there are gonna be no lights outside except for a big fuck off giant red glowing cross right but then they're like the thing the bad thing that could happen is that you could get stuck there and you wouldn't know that you're not in your world and i'm like how would you not know that you're not in your world if you look out the window when it's dark and there's a giant what's funny is that when she was reading these i remembered some of them from like tumblr um there were the hide and seek in the dark dark one was popular on tumblr the elevator game also made its rounds on tumblr um, there was another one where you smoke clove cigarettes in a, in a dark bathroom and like the devil appears and like gives you a wish or something like, <laughs> and some of them have such like the, the eyeball man, what is like for, for the, there's, there's like somewhere you get something, but like then there's the one where you just like summon this eyeball man and you can never sleep again or he will steal your eyeballs. And it's like, what? The risk is so high. What is the point? <laughs> yeah, you have to stay awake for two weeks or until he gives up or something like that. It's like, why would you yeah. do this? Um, why would you do this? Anyway, the last salt I have is the is my first run of the copied factory, the near raid. Um, the raid had been <laughs> in the game for less than twenty four hours at this point. It was day one of the patch drop, and we wi- we were actually doing pretty good. I feel. Yeah, we were doing really um, well for a group, like, for our first day out. Because I've never done first day content like that, really. Um, and, uh, like, when I did it, I was like, oh, well, I... Because I thought we were just... Ne- I was never going to see the light of day again. But we did pretty well. Yeah, we didn't wipe at all to the first couple of encounters. Um, the one that tripped us up... Was it called... Is it called Goliath? The Goliath, the Goliath was the one yeah. that tripped us up. Um where the mechanic that got us was he has a giant laser beam down the center of the platform that everybody scattered to get away from and then missed the um, circles that you need to stand in towards the front of the platform. So we wiped. And then a guy in Alliance chat says, fucking idiots, how hard is it to stand in a circle? And so I immediately fired up my keyboard and and shot back. The raid has been in the game for less than 24 hours. Um, And he keeps going off about how that mechanic has been in the game for five years. Cause it is, it is a mechanic in crystal tower. Uh, but yeah. it's still a new raid and there were multiple mechanics going off at once and people tunnel vision and will die to obvious mechanics because they're trying, they're so focused on staying alive and doing DPS at the same time. Like it happens. Yeah. Cause basically you're do- doing that. But then also, like you said, w- we're sitting there and we're like, how does this work? Like how? What are what happens next? Like you're just constantly on the edge of, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you see the cast you know? going off, and you're like, is that a raid wide? Is it a tank buster? Is it a cone? What does it mean? Like, you know, it's it's pretty. I 
I go into day one content with the ex- expectation that there might be a wipe. Like, it it can happen. Um, yeah. And, yes, that's frustrating. And I'm not going to be upset if you're, like, <sighs> at your computer or whatever. But, like, calling us fucking idiots for making one mistake. And then they acted like I was the crazy person for saying that. Somebody was like, damn, Ray's who hurt you? And I'm like, that guy, obviously, because I was responding to him. Can't you read? Like... <laughs> Yeah, and then the the funniest part is that guy, so then I was mad, because I don't like when people are mean to Kay. So then, I was like, oh, excuse me. So then I was just like, why do you gotta be such a salt man into the raid wide chat? I'm like, what a salty man. So then he tries to roast me for my yeah, name. Yeah, he was like, your name is Uchiha. Uchiha, you don't get to talk, or something like that. And we're like, bruh. And I was just like, <laughs> bruh. I have like, in my head, I'm like, bruh. and I started laughing out loud, because Kay's like, he roasted your name, and I'm like, laughing, I'm like, he can't hurt me about my name more than all of my friends have already You named your character that because me. you knew it was stupid, like... <laughs> yeah, like, bro, like, I, it's just so funny, like, people wrote, my friends roast me all the time, got into group chat for Final Fantasy, and the first thing is that the, one of the people was like, hey, Jesse, you want to go ahead and tell everyone your, uh, in-game name, because it must need to be <laughs> remarks, and I'm just like, free me, I've, I've had so many comments on my name, that at this point, I'm like, he just knows that we're right, and that's why he, like, the only well, comeback he could possibly come with. Yeah, and then, was... like, like Jesse said, some of my friends joined us, so we had a pre-made of six people. Um, five. Mm-hmm. Five people. Because the two healers and one of the DPS were new to us. And so, my one of my friends comments in just the party chat and not the alliance chat, like, God, this alliance is full of salt, or something like that. And then the unknown samurai is like, he's right, though. He has a right to be angry. This is stupid. And I was like, I don't get mad because it's day one and I expect there to be wiped because I'm a reasonable fucking person. And, like, and, and yeah. of course, because they're my friends, they all backed me up. Like, to be, to be completely honest, this was kind of an unfair fight on the samurai's side because I had four people backing me up. But, like... And then the healers just didn't say anything. They were like, fucking whatever, let's just get on with this, probably. Um, but, like, after that, that that samurai was on my shit list. I was like, I'm not gonna raise that... I was playing Red Mage. It's like, I'm not gonna raise that guy. He can lay on the floor. I don't care. Like, where... <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that, because you're like, oh, I he's on my shit list right now. I'm not raising him. And I was losing <laughs> it, because I love Salty K. It's just, it's so fucking funny. Although we did have a domestic, because there was a part that we, like, even, we were falling apart, yeah, too. We're like, the, fucking, we went, we went a up. lot of times to the final boss. <laughs> God, I hate that final boss so much. I queued up for um, Alliance Roulette yeah, the he, other day as Tank, and I was like, please, God, <laughs> not the copy factory. I upped, I went in because I kept dying that one time to the um to the one of the ads take busters. I went and like grinded my gear a little bit um just so that like that, it didn't hit yeah, me as hard. I've also got so you were, to... you're mostly using your um level eighty gear, and I have mostly Eden gear. Yeah, and Ronkin gear. The um, nice thing about grinding the copy so, factories that you get tombstones from it, so you can get more of the like Ronkin and Phantasmagoria gear. So, yeah. And, like, so I, 
I tried to grind my gear a little bit, um, and it did help with me picking up aggro and also staying alive for the fucking tank buster that those little fucking coils, I hate them. I hate them so much. Um, but I did so much better the my, the run that I did for my friend. He, uh, he was like, well, you're doing really well, but then, but then we went to do the final boss and we ate it to 9S several fucking times. I... I, and part of it was my fault because I kept dying to the, I kept going to the wrong tank because there's so many, it's a tank that summons more tanks, um, and fucking wiping or getting hit with the tank buster from one of the smaller tanks. And I just, the healers are OP. They were saving my ass. I had one run where the healers weren't very good and that was a time. A nightmare TM. (laughs) And then we had a red mage that wasn't raising, and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you good for, then? He did have a really good name, though. I'll give him that. First name (laughs) Khan, last name Centrate. Oh, my God. That's really good. (laughs) Maybe he was just having some trouble concentrating. (laughs) Ha ha! 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 But, yeah... I, and honestly, like, every run I've had so far, I've had, like, at least one really salty asshole. Um, there was one in my most recent one that I did on Sunday. Um, our, the dancer in my alliance was not as salty as that guy, but still kind of a dick. Um, and, like, the funniest part was that um, he... <laughs> So we got to the final boss and we wiped to the ads phase. Um, and he's mm-hmm. like, and he all caps yelling in the Alliance chat was like, LOL, never se- seen that be a wipe before. So I responded, oh, is this your first run then? Because I think every single time I've wiped to that phase. <laughs> There's always yeah. somebody that's standing in the wrong spot and then like no other tanks go to pick up the rogue yeah. ad and it just murders people. It just... What it, and like but the, the also easy way it's to... so funny to have a salty yeah. dancer like I just imagine this really angry guy just like shaking yeah. some tambourines. And it was and like dancing. it was a female like Highlander <laughs> character in a bikini, which makes it even funnier. It's funny. <laughs> it's like this tiny lady. No, big lady, like... big buff lady. Oh, big lady. Highlanders are tall, um, but still in a bikini. <laughs> in a bikini. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, can you, can you guys, I just, I just want my coffer. I just want my 2B coffer. Please. Can y'all take a fucking chill pill? I don't know, like, unless we're wiping like a million times, it really doesn't bother me that much. I know people like to have their, um, stats be amazing, but it's just like, what do you, I mean, I managed to get a pretty good parse on one of my copied, like, factory runs. I- parsed blue and it was like a 60 and i think that means i'm in the 60th percentile which is good i don't know but like um that requires i i don't really know how to read them i just know the blue's good it's better than green and it's way better than gray um i also had some gray parses on the copied factory again i'm getting these from other people um so yeah it kind of depends it's it definitely depends on how much time i spend alive versus dead (laughs) because you can't do dps if you're dead 
Ain't that the truth? Big number, <laughs> Big go, number up. go up. Um, and then also like one of the runs that I got a really bad parse on, it was because I died and then the healers just didn't do anything and the red mage wasn't raising and I'm like, bro, help me. I sat dead in one of my runs of the copy factory for so long. So I just laid there on the ground and was like, is anybody going to raise me? And I'm a tank. So then it's like, well, enjoy those ads then. <laughs> like, I just laid there dead Have on the ground. Time. At one, point, at one point, and I was just laughing because I'm like, at what one point in one do? of my runs, the none of the tanks were picking up the ads, and so I'm just like, I'm barred tank now, I guess. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> when your party's dying, but you're just a bard. <laughs> Which also just makes me think of the if you can carry you can a carry gun, it. you can carry it too. Um, I am doing my first run after reset as a caster so that I can get the caster set because the caster set for the copied factory is really good. Um, it's, it's really, really cute. Um, but then once I have rolled on something or once I get the full set, I'm going to start going as bard. Cause every time I play red mage in the copied factory, I spend up, end up spending like half my time just picking people up off the floor and then the healers don't heal them. So they die again. And I'm just like in the arms of an in angel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said it. Because <laughs> that's what plays in my head every time. It especially plays in my head when I do some dumbass fucking shit and I die. Like when I walked off the platform and I'm, I was just like, Kay could hear me laughing. And she's like, what happened? In the saddest voice. And I was like, I Every time I get to that section now, I just write, don't fall off. Um, <laughs> because there was one, a guy was trying to reposition himself with the rest of the party before we even pulled the bus and walked off the edge and died. And I was like, bro. It's easy and so, to do. And somebody, somebody was like, yeah, so you can fall off here. Yeah, because I, I don't know, some, were, somewhere in my mind I was like, well, if they want me to go to the edge, yeah, that, that means during the fight at least, so that you had something else to concentrate on. Yeah. This, this was before the fight even started. Like... <laughs> Off the edge, and I'm like, bruh, <laughs> bruh, <laughs> crying. <laughs> it was done. <laughs> but anyway, that's my salt. Oh boy, here we here we go. Uh, so we're running kind of long, um, partially because I fucking rambled. Mostly because I rambled through my pre-salt about Evermore. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, let's. And both of us are like, no, it wasn't you, it was me. No, it wasn't you, it was me. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, fuck you, pg and I oof, and I oof, and I oof. Um, so, people from out of state might not understand what's happening with pg and As Kay pointed out to me by, like, yeah, reading some was, of the responses. I was from- reading a local news article about it, and the comments were all just like, well, what do they want to do? It's for the it's for the good of the, the state TM. It's to prevent fires. I'm like, yeah, but it's not working. And if you, you would know that if you did any research at all or even read the article. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. So, like, part of the reason that the fires keep happening. So, we have these things called the Diablo Winds. And they are really windy, and they're hot, and they carry fire, and they knock stuff over, and they knock electricity stuff over, and start stuff on fire. Um, As it turned out that the Kincaid fires were probably started by a knocked over 
PG and E. They were also blamed you for also uh, the Paradise Fire that wiped out the entire town of Paradise. Yeah, and you should also know that PG and E refuses to spend money on updating their infrastructure. So a lot of the problems are because things are old and falling apart, and like they turn off the power and it doesn't fucking work anyway. So. I just want you to know, people from out of state who don't really understand the complication, complicated relationship we, ha- we have with PG&E, it's just that, um, you know, fucking, they want to update their infrastructure and it's endangering the lives of people in California. Um, and then, they, t- okay, so, it, it was a Sunday night, or was it, or is it a Saturday night? It was a Saturday night when this started. Um, it was pumpkin time, and, uh... Which is funny because I think about how Kay and I were supposed to have a fun chat about pumpkins and stuff. And then um, my power went out for uh, ever. So, like, we're carving pumpkins in my kitchen and watching BuzzFeed Unsolved. Luckily, we finished the season of BuzzFeed Unsolved because otherwise it would have been sad. Um, We were marathoning it and carving pumpkins and having a good time. And then the fucking power just went out. Uh... And at the time, they told us that it was, like, an accident. Like, we weren't part of the planned power outages at first. Um, And this happened to multiple areas, I think, where they weren't part of the planned outages. And then suddenly we were part of the planned outages and we were never informed. Like, we were given no warning. Um, And so we thought the power would just come back on. What fools we were. Because it was four days before the power came back on. And I was going to other places to charge all of my stuff. Like, I couldn't go to work because there was no work to go to because there was no power at work. Um, there And, like, you're like, well, Jesse, you got some days off. No, I didn't because I had to take care of everything in the house because we didn't really have enough candles. So we ran out of candles the first night. And so I had to go get, like, a bunch of electrical stuff. Also, you didn't get paid for the days you didn't food. work. Yeah. And I had to go get food that, like didn't have to be refrigerated but also was somehow nutritious and like I was I had just cleaned the whole house but now it was filthy and so I was having a mental breakdown um and my dad was going absolutely insane without his anime uh so it was just like plays bass guitar right I can hear it sometimes in the background so you can't yeah he does it's harder to do without an amplifier yeah um so he was just going absolutely ape shit and talking my ear off nonstop, and I'm like, I just want to sleep. Uh, so everything was going fucking ape shit, um, and then we lost all of our food because on about the third day, water started leaking out of our fridge oh, on no. the bottom from the ice. All the stuff from the freezer had melted. Yeah. Um, and so we opened up, because we, we hadn't opened the fridge or the freezer during the power outage because we didn't want to let the cold air out, but, like, it was clear when I opened up the fridge and the freezer that there was no cold air um, left in there, and so all of our food uh, had to be tossed that was in there. Um, my hand straight up went through a package and into something ah! gooey in the freezer. Yeah, like, the package had gotten wet. And from the ice melt, all the ice melting, and like I was just like, "This is the this, just fucking hello darkness, my old friend." Started playing it. I was just like, "I'm not having a good time right now." I bro, I'm straight up not having a good time right now. Um, it was awful. I mean, besides just the expense, and my mom's were on a trip, 
And so, like, they had been spending money and they weren't, like, thinking about, like, the fact that they were going to come home to a house with no power and no food. Um, But we had to throw everything out. And then stores did something they shouldn't have done. So, basically, it is you're not supposed to let stuff melt on the shelves and then let it refreeze um, in the freezer because basically what you can do is trap bacteria in the frozen yeah. food. So like once um, food has started to spoil, there's no going back from that. Like you can't just go cook it and cook all the bacteria off the way that you would with like raw meat say. So don't let yeah. things thaw and then refreeze. That's bad. It's bad. Um, but the stores did. So we got a, so my mom went grocery shopping and got stuff that was congealed together into a solid thing because they had let it melt and then refroze it. I personally think that I would take that yeah, shit back. Yeah, I would back. take that back. I wouldn't eat I'm it. I'm sorry to the, I, I'm very paranoid yeah, about Yeah, well, we didn't eat it. Well, we did not eat it. She just threw it away. But my ass would have gotten directly into the car and been like, excuse me, I'm sorry, mid, like, um, I'm sorry, like, employee that does not get paid enough for this and this is not your fault, but, like, I can't eat this. I mean, there was one time I got chicken from Um, the grocery store and when I opened the package, it, like, it smelled wrong and I brought it back. Like, it was a whole ass chicken. I wasn't just going to let that expense slide. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it... It's a mess. And, like, also just the fact that companies are doing that is just fucked up. Because um, people yeah. can't eat that. I used to and work in a grocery store. So, we, threw, and we had to throw out a bunch of stuff when the power went out overnight. Like, just just don't take the risk. Just throw it yeah. away. Just do it. So then my mom's had to go out of town to go grocery shopping. I was doing that, too, for my groceries. It's just, like, go out of town and, like... Um, but we had to go way out of town because even some of the close towns also had power outages. There was one point where I had fire on either side of me and no power. Um, and I was like, well, pray for me, y'all. Um, it was so smoky, like real, real smoky. Um, not as bad as like when we had the, I think the Paradise Fires were fucking the worst because ash was falling from the sky like snow at that time. Um, but yeah, I, it was a bad time and we basically lost a lot of money. I was exhausted physically and mentally. Couldn't record the podcast cause I had no power. Um, and you can't just like, you can't go to a cafe and record no. a podcast. Although that, that might've been, been funny, funny, but I wouldn't want to um, do it. And like later that week you had power yeah. back, but we just kind of like, uh, like uh, not, we didn't talk it out, but we just kind of like let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it was like thursday it was at that point no, and i'm just like tuesday because we did the copied factory but we just kind of like we weren't sure oh, okay. if you we were gonna lose power again well, and then we just kind of like let it go yeah because they were saying that we might lose power again at 7 a.m the next morning so like we just didn't know and it was and just, you were exhausted so i was like i'm just gonna like got- not worry about it <laughs> i felt like i got hit by a bus that week i just i was just fucking tired um so that was the great blackout of 2019. Um, but I'm glad our power is back and the fires are out. And so, uh, you know, we can try to just move on from this point. Um, but it is also nice to eat at home again. And uh, my next piece of salt is just, this is my last piece of salt too. Um, so, it, so yesterday, getting ready to go. My dad comes up to me 
and I've been thinking about this ever since he did it. My dad comes up to me, and so y'all should know that nobody in my house except for my friends use my pronouns. Um, my moms have told me they just don't like them, uh, and my dad is just an is just like basically like I don't want to use them. I just forget, so I'm not gonna try. Um, and so I'm just like okay. Uh, my friend uses them though, uh, but like I. I for a long time, they're like, my, I, they had always been like, well, you know, they and them are plural. And I'm like, well, historically, before a certain time, they and them had been used as singular pronouns for people you didn't know the gender of, and um, also just, like, individuals uh, as the gender neutral, like, instead of he slash she, um, until the, like, uh, the main pronoun for not knowing someone's pronoun in like technical writing became he. Um, so when you didn't want to use the, I forget what it's like, what it's called when um, you say like one, the, one the, ro- the royal one, that, the royal we, <laughs> the royal one. No, it's called like, um, like, uh, oh, fuck. I don't know, but we were told a million times in English not to do it. Um, so like, the whole idea of like he does this the the working man or whatever instead of like the working person and blah 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 and then you would use he him pronouns for the rest of the paper but until a certain point they them had been the um like singular pronoun and it basically changed because of one person so i had given my dad this whole explanation and, um, like, and he never, like, digested it. Then his ass has the nerve and the gall to come to me while I'm putting on my concealer to go to work. And he's like, did you know that they, them, and I was like, oh my fucking Oh, God. don't do and it. he proceeds to tell me it. No, don't do it. And he's like, I was listening to this man on the internet and I was going absolutely berserk because a cis man on the internet told him the same thing I told him, except he actually listened to it. And then he tried to mansplain my own fucking pronouns to me. And I was like, I told you this. I fucking told you this. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't really get it till this man said it. And, um, I was like, I was Jesus. so angry. What the fuck? It's like a cis man on the internet told you so you get you finally listened to him like that. I oof and I oof. I was so angry. I was like infuriated because it was like a combo of like not being listened to as a minority of any kind. Um, plus that thing like when you tell somebody to try something and they don't and then somebody on the internet or like a random person tells them to try it and they do and they're like have you heard of this and you're like i will fucking strangle you um i was so mad and like like it's kind of funny now because it's like oh my dad mansplained my own pronouns to me um but like also what the fuck i guess i appreciate that some cis man on the internet was talking about it and like we changed the basically his thing was like because people were like, why should we change our use for just, like, a few people? And he's like, well, we changed the use of it for one person, so why not change it back? Like, it, why not? Um, and I appreciate that, because apparently it has to be said by a cis man, or, like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't exist, it's not real. Um, we live yeah, in a society. We live in a society. We always live in a society. <laughs> Alright, on to our imported salt. The first one is from Lord of Jolly Likes and Cheer, 
uh, at night underscore Twitten. My country is a den of nightmares. I mean, the government is pretty bad, but my complaint today is with the huntsman spider who took up residence in my only clean work shirt last night and demanded to be left alone. I managed to release him back into the front yard, but nothing gets you awake and going early on a Friday morning like fighting a spider the size of your palms so you can go to work. And then the student I went to work early for didn't even show up. Shrugs. It's like 60% of a living. I'm, I don't know if I would I, be able to... That shirt would be I don't, Yeah, I don't know if I would be able to let a spider go outside that was that big. I think I think I would just burn the house down and start anew. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't go into work today. Oh, what's the problem? Spider. <laughs> this is why I don't live in Australia. Yeah, there's a spider the size of my hand, and then the person working would just be like, and how is that different than any other day? Because, you know, you live in Australia. <laughs> I, I hyperventilate at spiders the size of a quarter. Bro, my friend had a scorpion in his shower! And I... <laughs> that makes me want to die. <laughs> he, he lives, like, near me, too. And the best part is I was, like, in a chat with somebody, and he messages me goodnight, and I say goodnight. A fucking half hour later, he messages me, and he's like, there's a spider in my shower! And then he takes a picture of the, sh- the fucking... Or not a spider, a scorpion. He takes a picture of it, and he, like, I was like... He's like, I don't even know what to do right now. And then my other friend helpfully supplied that, uh, apparently if you light a fire, ring a fire around a scorpion, it'll sting itself to death rather than die by fire which sounds fascinating um but that's he's heavy like, metal. yeah that's heavy metal as shit and he's like well i'm not doing that uh he just i was like well then cupping something it like a spider and so he did he's like yeah that's my plan he took it out into the backyard but holy shit i don't know that i would be able to cup a scorpion i just no, feel like me neither and I, then apparently he thought he killed it and so then he went to lift up the cup and it moved and i was like bah! <laughs> I had my glasses off when I got into the shower today and like I saw something like I pulled back the curtain and saw something like black in the bottom of the tub and I was like what is that? (laughs) And thankfully I put my glasses on and it turned out to just be like a dust bunny essentially uh, so harmless but I definitely thought it was like a mouse or something. (laughs) It's just like this is it this is the end. I couldn't see. And you're like, bruh. <laughs> Base boosted. <laughs> um, our next piece of salt is from Michael Pren, Michael underscore Pren. Uh, good afternoon. My salt for this week once again comes from my coworkers. I forgot a minor detail on a job that required some someone else to spend a minute or two fixing it. Shout out to my coworker who um, followed up later that day with a, oh, it's okay. They said you usually forgot stuff, so next time I'll just take care of it myself. Who the fuck is they? Why are they so vocal about my faults? How many other... People feel like I'm not carrying my weight. What other failings of mine are widespread? Talk of the town. My head swirls with questions. It's funny how a single passing comment can completely unmake me for a full day. Funny. Ha ha. Ha. Crying emoji. Anyway, as always, thanks for the great stories about Final Final Fantasy XIV, cosplay, and everything else. Keep up the great work. That's kind of a uh, fucked up thing for your coworker to say to you. Mind them, mind your business, David. Like, <laughs> I mean, it would be one thing if they're like, "Oh, it's okay. I I caught it and I fixed it," or something like that. Like that happens. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, 
If it makes you feel better, the other day I was at work and I was doing a task and I got interrupted in the middle of it because I had, because my boss told me to fill out my timesheet. So I went to go do that, but then I had to call IT because I got locked out. So I was basically on the phone for like 17 minutes, maybe more. And so I'm on the phone and I have this job, um, this task I'm supposed to do. And my bo- one of my other bosses sees me on the phone with IT, like looks me in my fucking sad eyes and then later is like hey you need to be faster with this thing you were doing and I was like I was interrupted because my other boss told me this other thing took priority and then I had to spend fucking 17 minutes on the phone with IT like ah, and I just got so upset even though I know like I know in my heart of hearts that what happened to interrupt me but it was just like you saw me on the phone with IT I kind of did this to my boss the other day where he was explaining to someone else in our office that sometimes we sarcastic air quotes will ask like me to go and find this thing and bring it back instead of waiting for it to be formally submitted. And I was like, no, you're the only one who does that. (laughs) And he was like, Oh, didn't stop him from doing it though. (laughs) Oh, well, I think sometimes it's hard, like in the middle of like receiving a criticism to know, like, it was probably, like, no ill intent or people thinking that you're, like, not carrying your weight or whatever. They were just, oh, so, yeah, sometimes you forget stuff um, in passing. But sometimes that stuff, especially when you're at work, like, it just feels like, I think especially because you don't know those people like you do, like, you're, those people don't know you like your friends do or whatever. And you don't know them well enough to know what's going through their mind. So it becomes this, like, really, um up in the air thing that's like it's probably not that big of a deal um yeah it's also hard because like if you're like me a lot of like a lot of my anxiety is wrapped up um in my job in that like you know i need it to live and so i have a lot of anxiety about losing my job even if it's like totally just catastrophizing and not going to happen and so if people make one-off comments like that to me i'm just like am i gonna get fired (laughs) God, that was my other thought, was like, am I going to get fired when the person was like, you're not fast enough? And I'm just like, bruh, but also you saw me on the phone with IT, am I going to get fired because I had to call IT? Like, what do you want from me? Just burst into tears. You can't do that, obviously, but you want to. Yep. But I'm sure you're okay. I'm sure no one is gossiping about your, um... I I can't even think of your skillage at your job. Especially because aren't you the same person who called in about covering for other people? Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Called in. Like, we're a hotline. Could you imagine? (laughs) We are not qualified to solve people's problems. (laughs) I can't even solve my own problems. Long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) So podcasts do set up, like, phone lines. But I, I have a hard enough time checking our Twitter DM inbox. I don't know if I could check a, a voicemail box. Oh my god! Also, it would be weird to like know the voices of people. Like I don't know. In my head, you're all Microsoft Sam voice. Yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> like one of those if videos I'll... on YouTube where they reread Reddit stories and stuff. Yeah. Just Microsoft Sam, or like those history of the world videos. The sun is a deadly laser. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that right. about does it. That's our show for tonight. 
Um, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Wizard on Twitter and Filthy Magic User on Twitch and Instagram and Filthy Wizard again on Ello. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade and on Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. You can find our Wayward co-host and editor Jake on Twitter as Jake underscore Lionheart. And you can find the podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. Um, you can find... Uh, you can listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Spotify, iTunes, Fireside, etc. Um, if you like the show and you'd like to help us out, please consider donating to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash the salt report. And remember, everyone, never do anything without the backing of your guild leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night.